0: P Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Born to Be Wild, a Hearthstone podcast. A Wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast. And one of the best ones out there. Let's be honest. There's two and we're at least top two. So <laughs> I think we can agree with that, right, Nate?
1: I think that's fair.
0: Perfect. Shout out to Hearthstoners. Uh Nate, how the hell are you doing
1: today? I'm doing pretty good. I I my my boy cat was sick the last couple of days and we were worried about him, but he's doing better now. He was barfing everywhere and thought he ate something gross, but he's doing better. And that makes me happy. Um, so yes. Anyways, aside from that, I'm very, very happy because we have our good friend, ridiculous hat with us. And, and I love, I love you hat. So I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, thanks buddy. I love you too. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> okay. I Don't. think hat is like, I, I think ridiculous hat is like my Hearthstone dad because you, I, you are the person that I always go to for advice on stuff, and it's not always Hearthstone stuff. It's like all kinds of stuff. So, well,
0: I think ridiculous hat is known. Well, by the way, that is a ridiculous hat for the podcast listeners. He's wearing a hat as big as his torso, which I love. <laughs> Bigger than his torso, I'd say. <laughs> What's it say on it hat?
2: It's the Mad Hatter hat. I have no idea. I just... It
0: says
1: says, in this style, 10 over 16. Yep.
2: It's very cool. But like, I I don't know. Maybe I should have gotten the big one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say also for the podcast listeners, you're wearing the shirt of my favorite game. I have put more hours into Hollow Knight over the last two weeks than about any... I'm playing Hearthstone quite a bit, but Hollow Knight has got to be probably one of my favorite games of all time, so... Um, I've been replaying it on on PC over the last couple weeks and it's been a blast.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's
2: good. Big fan of that game.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you here. Hat. Um I was thinking the other day, is it weird to you that there is people out there who have known you like on a personal level for like two years and you don't know them at all just from the podcast?
2: So like the podcast dynamic is interesting because you are sitting in a room with a, with a few friends that are having a conversation. You get to be a part of the conversation, kind of, but it's also one way. So it creates an interesting dynamic where people definitely feel like, hey, I'm friends with this person. But it, it's, it's a one-sided social interaction. At the same time, it's really nice to be able to interact with people. And I'm going to cough one second. I'm going to mute. This
0: is what happens when hot coughs. It's getting really gnarly over there. Oh, he's almost back. Drink of water. Drink of water for the win. And here he is, folks. Ridiculous
2: hats coming back at you. Thank. That's the first time I've ever had my hydration process be <laughs> live uh, live commentated. Um, so a lot of the the awkwardness of an initial social interaction is there's kind of a lack of a shared uh, knowledge about each other. When someone is able to start a conversation and they already have some kind of base of knowledge, it strips away a lot of that um, a lot of that awkwardness and people are more willing to just engage in a good faith conversation right away now not always and sometimes it can get but, you know sometimes people can can misunderstand the relationship or be a little bit too forward um but it, in the vast majority of cases it is a, it is a large net positive to just be able to have a lot of people that want to interact with you about a hobby that we all really enjoy yeah well said. It's, it is really cool. Like me and Nate have a
0: little bit of experience with that from when we used to do Into the Wild, and it is it is so interesting the dynamic of it where these guys like it's true, they really do know a lot about you, a lot about your joking style, all that, and the next thing you know, you're kind of making friends, and it's it's funny. I can't tell you where uh, how I started interacting with you, except for that. Oh, I heard him on Corn concede and then eventually we started being buddies. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I just thought that was a fun little thing to ask you since you probably host my favorite Hearthstone podcast out there Coin Concede. Um but Wild. You're here for you're here to talk about Wild and I love it because you weren't much of a of a Wild player in the past until what in the last few months you kind of started playing a little more Wild. You're still a standard main, I'd say, but uh, uh anyway, tell us a little bit about about how you got into Wild.
2: So, uh honestly, I I was playing a bit more Hearthstone, and I had gotten Legend pretty early in Standard. Um, and there was a factor of two things. Um, I think I, I was like rank one-ish or two-ish at the time in Standard. I didn't want to ladder my main account because I might have been a little drunk. And I might have just not wanted to, uh, <laughs> after a few beers, really wanted to to tank that rank while I was tanked. Um, and also, uh, the the great EK designer, who many of you know or EK EK plays cards. Um, also posted a really fun looking Reno Quest Dragon Mage list that Greenpuff had had assembled. Um, and I know there were a bunch of variations at the time, but the one I picked up was the Greenpuff one, and I know KP from years back from Top deckings and all that. Um, and uh, and I took this Reno Quest Dragon Mage and I was rank twenty in wild and I started playing it, and I didn't lose a game until I hit rank five.
1: That's ridiculous. It was insane.
2: It was bonkers. And some of them were crazy top decks. Like, I don't want to give the impression that this was this was pure play skill driven. There were a bunch of boards where there was nothing I could do until I top decked the poof. And then I poofed, like, a bunch of grave runed Vargoths or whatever. Um, there were some fortunate draws, but at the at the time, when people weren't running as much pure Cyclone Mage, it was a lot easier to stretch out the game and Vargoth and Time Warp, which is a known good interaction. Um... And it felt like it had the possibility to answer everything. So, I've really... I enjoyed that. Um, I used that to get up to rank 4. I started facing more resistance then. Uh, So I switched to LNF Mage, which we all know and love. Uh, Got to Legend in a day and a half from there. Uh, The following month, I was laddering with all sorts of stuff. And then I ended up picking up Cyclone Mage because I wanted to see it in action. And it was really good, and I hit Legend with that. And then this month, I... uh, I hit Legend in Standard on the third because the new ladder system and because COVID-19, I was home and I was playing a lot, um, and I wanted to hit Legend before the new set came out. So I did that, and I was like, all right, well, let's do some wild stuff, and uh, I ended up getting there with Discard Zoo, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago.
0: Nice. Yeah, it was about that now, right? It's it's so crazy. I what do you think? Like, I know I, I heard a little bit about your thoughts on the ladder system being changed, but I'd like to to ask you uh, to kind of reframe that for our listeners. What what, uh, what what do you think
2: about the ladder, the new ladder? As in the system? Yes, not the meta, the system. Um, I think it is a large net positive for the game because it gets people to log in and play more every month. Uh, I, it is not perfect. I think the X10 versus X11 multiplier is not transparent enough, and the X11 multiplier is too beneficial. But at the same time, we have never experienced the system in an environment where people have demands on their time consistently because COVID-19. Uh, so we don't have a good baseline perspective. And it indicates to me that people are going to be logging in for incremental progression, and unlocking rewards and just playing more hearthstone because of the system. It also dramatically reduces, if not eliminates ladder anxiety. It's, it's better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: it's just a, an improvement. It's not universal, but it is enough improvement in so many places that I, I don't really think we could ever go back to how it was. The old system feels so outdated now.
1: I basically agree with everything that you just said for the, the ladder anxiety issue has helped me tremendously. Um, I, cause I get it. I mean, I still get it and I don't know why, but I, I really like it not being able to see the rank of my opponent. And it's bizarre because after hitting legend, I mean, I did the same thing where I hit legend on day four um, and then I'm queuing into all, like all kinds of people. And I think if I would, especially with the new MMR system, like sometimes it's a legend player. Sometimes it's a diamond player. Sometimes it's a, you know, a gold player or whatever. and, and, it, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. Like I liked not seeing the rank it helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't mind them having the 11-star multiplayer multiplayer. I understand that's really easy. Uh but I, at the same time I feel like those players kind of should just like like if you like, could reset in legend it would almost make sense, you know? Like how how good they are. Like they don't it's not an accomplishment for them to get to legend. So, I don't mind them getting to legend quickly. I guess it like i can understand that people still want to grind a little bit but for those players i I don't mind it and then the transparency is the big thing right like you said like you might it frustrates people that they don't get 11 stars i guess as as well but i really liked it and i love the floor being only 15
2: games away now yeah i think it it makes a big difference
1: wait how many stars did you get
2: uh i was 10x in both standard and wild okay um and for what it's worth like I think the climb has value, even if you were a consistent legend player in the old system. It was kind of a mark of pride for how quickly people could get there. A lot of like day one legends or whatever. Um, The people getting eleven X are already like the high performers, and so if you're, you don't need to give the high performers an edge if they're already high performers. Let them be better through their gameplay. Let them get there faster and let them display it as a as a badge of pride. They they don't need help being really good. And giving them a multiplier to get them out of the pool, almost, uh, it makes just those first few days feel like a weird blur that doesn't matter. And I think that isn't necessary. Like, I, uh, I don't I need Burnt to have an 11 stars to know that he's going to smash me with Druid if I play him. <laughs> he can do that with 10 stars just fine.
0: Yeah, I never thought about the cl- the first to legend climb. Like that is a really good point cuz some guys will never hit rank 1 legend without like without being able to jam those games and now some of those guys aren't able to now because if they're to rank 10 stars, you're not going to beat someone who is 11 stars. So that makes that makes good sense. I just wanted to get, I, I love the, I like that there's so much and we don't know yet about how this is working because of COVID and all that. So it, it is cool. Overall, net positive. Let's move on. That was a long tangent on, on that.
1: Hey, can I ask you? So you always say on your show, right? Reporting live from Gadget, Gadgets and New York, right? So how, yes. how is it in New York these days? Um,
2: I can tell you how it is in my apartment.
1: <laughs> when was the last like, time you left your apartment?
2: <laughs> I took the trash out yesterday.
0: Yeah, uh, you guys are taking it more seriously than almost anywhere in the states. It seems like, from what I can, what I can see, it's probably good. Like, uh,
2: it's there. I live. I live in the outskirts of New York City. I'm not in Manhattan or whatever. Um, but like, uh, people ask me how it is. Sometimes I'm staying home, so I have no idea. Uh, every time I go outside, the the only real places to walk, like there's a there's a few residential streets near here, and then uh, uh, I can walk in front of a bunch of closed shuttered businesses, which is super depressing. Um, we have a treadmill at home and that's enough to stay busy. Uh, I play Beat Saber sometimes because <laughs> I used to work in VR and I have, a, an, I have an Oculus so uh, I, I don't need to go outside to be active and going outside just kind of it, kind of a grief for the world that was because it's not the world that we have right now. Uh, staying inside is just fine. It's, it's safer. It helps
0: to be a gamer too. <laughs> Let's be yes. honest. Yes, right? <laughs> right? We've been training for this. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Anyway, before we keep moving on, I think that everyone knows who you are and stuff. I don't. Want, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons. Uh, we got Pug Ugly holding it down, Shokunin. You guys are incredible. Like it's insane how much you're giving us. We appreciate it. And of course, Mezzy Crochet, our newest patron. Thank you so much. We we didn't get any more this week, Nate.
1: No, no, no. That's it for now. But thank you guys so very much. It's uh, it's a huge help, and um, it's actually enabling us to do some stuff on the back end. As far as um, trying to work on some merch, I'm working with some artists to come up with some uh, designs and stuff that are exclusive for um, for our show. Some merch, and maybe trying to do some patron exclusive items as well. So it's very exciting. I've been working on that um over the past week or two, and it's been exciting. Really
0: appreciate it. So. Uh, you have a markdown that we're gonna say thank you over some YouTube comment, and they go want to go into yeah, that. I,
1: well, I just love this. I mean, we've we launched the YouTube. Uh, so when we first started the show back up, um, I, I say back up because it was. I, I it, this almost feels like an extension of what we were doing before, but. Yeah. Um, we deci- We talked about doing the show live on on Twitch, recording videos for YouTube. Kind of jammed it all together real quick and posting all the videos live. I mean, primarily this is a podcast. I still consider it a podcast, but now it's got this whole separate YouTube component. And um, it, it's been it's been fun. We've got a bunch of stuff up there, but this is the first time that we really got like a, a comment that like made my eyes like tear up a little bit. So that was I was just excited. Um. So, John Sucallos, I probably butchered your name, I'm sorry. But he said, hey, you guys rock. Keep up the great content. I've been listening since Into the Wild, uh, episode one. I'm here to say hi from after listening to this episode. With Tier 5 gone and Into the Wild hiatus, you guys are the only wild option. Keep, get, keep it going strong. And also said, glad you guys are enjoying it. The positivity is great. I didn't realize how much I missed you guys until after you left. The new Into the Wild was good, but don't get me wrong, it wasn't the same. So, it's just right here. Thank you very much.
2: That's really nice,
1: isn't it? I mean, yet- I don't. We don't interact. I, I think that you know. We always say, "Hey, you can shoot us a DM. You can, um, you know, you can chat with you, or you can uh, email the show, or whatever." We like the actual um, interactions that we get are very, very, very little. So seeing something like that, it just no, it, it means a lot. I think that what we're doing is making somebody happy, which makes me happy so exactly and that's why
2: we have hot here because he makes everyone happy <laughs> well thank you we should also shout out i think as far as wild heart uh podcast it's really just you guys and the hearthstoners now
1: yep yes yep. the hearthstoners yep. are awesome we had gold daniel on last week and it was a blast i think we had so much fun and um so but well, yes no i do want to shout them out they've got a really fun show and we need to be on it cough cough um <laughs> but, yeah, yeah.
0: He, pro- he promised he promised he'd have us on soon so if not we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get back at him one day anyway uh and then we have some celebrations for more wild first-time legends nate you want to take those
1: yeah so and and i'm i love doing this um when it, and for those of you watching or listening, like if you hit Wild Legend for the first time, please like add us or or reach out to us or whatever. Like I'm trying to catch these as I see them, but um would love to give people a shout out. Like The more people that are playing the format, the better. So um, especially this dude right here, uh, Swagwar. Uh, I know he'd been trying hard for quite a while and to see that he made it just was very, very cool. So congrats to Swagwar. And then a couple other people that I saw, but I don't know who they are. Spacemaker, congrats on Wild Legend. Um,
0: Buella. Buella. Buella.
1: Buella. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, Headfish, congrats on Wild Legend. And this is a standard legend, but this is our homie. So I have to say hello and, and a big shout out to Forrest Bates, who we've been friends with for a long, long time. I was very excited to see, especially when I think people have been playing for three, four years or, or, or more. The hit legend is just such an amazing feeling. I mean, I, I, at least for me, like it does not get old to see that little orange hexagon next to your name. It's just a beautiful thing. So... Congratulations, yeah. you guys! And yes, please tag us. Tag us if if you hit. That's um, very cool.
0: Yeah, we're gonna they steal from Forest. Forest, that's so awesome, Forrest. And maybe we'll steal it from Hearth Coach and put you in our Hall of Legends. If uh, since <laughs> 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 those guys are gone now, there you go. Um, but yeah, that's that's huge. It, it's so nice to see people climb and and make it after. It, 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 I can say. I played for a couple of years before hitting legend and it was the biggest accomplishment in the world. My girlfriend looked at me like I was crazy because I was so happy about a video game. <laughs> but that was literally one of the happiest days of my life. It was,
1: it was so probably. good. I, this, it was so crazy when I did it for the first time. And I remember Craig like <laughs> called me right after he's like, I need to record your reaction to this while you're still in that like high zone. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it was awesome.
0: So no, <laughs> I mean, how? Me feel good,
1: so like, I, I, hat you don't count because you've been hitting legend. <laughs> you, like, you've been hitting legend a good every feeling, single. Feeling right? Isn't it though? Well, like, let me ask you because you do it like every month for years, right? How does it? Does it? Does it, does it ever get old?
2: So I mean, life I- in a lot of ways is about like setting goals for yourself and hitting them. And even if hitting legend is something I have done before, it's something I still want to do. And on the flip side, you know. That if you've hit legend a bunch of times, and then you you have a month where it's tough, it's like, do I even remember h- how to play the game anymore? Am I any good? Am I washed up? Was I just lucky that one time? Um, setting a goal and being unable to hit it sucks. And setting a goal and being able to hit it is kind of an internal validation at the very least, if not like exuberance when you really break through what you think is a skill plateau. Uh, the 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 first time you hit legend is obviously an amazing thing. I think the. The best time, my favorite, it's a lot like Arrested Development, where the first time a lot happens, and it's kind of overwhelming, but the best time is, like, the fourth time when you <laughs> know what's going to happen, when it feels, like, really, like, not predictable, but you set an expectation for yourself, and you're like, okay, it wasn't a fluke. About the fourth time, it's like, it's not a fluke.
1: That's what she said. Ah, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I- <laughs> Yes. if i had the power to hang up on you I would. i've would. i been watching the office lately i'm sorry <laughs> yes. it's okay All you left right. me smiling satisfied
0: that's awesome i so yeah. we still have some <laughs> housekeeping to get to get through here um
1: <laughs>
0: nate i'm happy you make no one makes you laugh more than you jesus <laughs>
1: So I'm done. I'm done. Have, the show's over.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we have a year, year of the dragon bundle giveaway. Yeah. We,
1: uh, I want to give one of these away. I, we've been, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure <laughs> what to do to give them away, but I would love to give it away to a listener as opposed to somebody who retweeted one of our tweets online, like to someone. Who I, would,
0: I think I figured it out. Okay. I, think I figured it out. Whoever comes up with the best, giveaway idea (laughs) you win so tweet us or email us your favorite giveaway idea or and then if we like it we'll use it for the next giveaway and you'll win this giveaway how's that sound hey there you go i think it's like a little inception too I, i really like that so any listeners that want tweet us your idea for a giveaway and we will pick out of the best dancers and you'll get the you of the dragon bundle that's what 30 packs
1: uh 40 it's five. 45
0: 45 yeah. wow it's we actually a very good nice. deal for $30 US yeah they, no no wow it's incredible that's a really good that's better than the uh <clears throat> than just buying uh, your 40 packs right like that's awesome
1: so like yeah no no the deal is great like even uh, when they did the mage bundle um a while back uh it it sucked like the value was not good um, it was still, I don't know, the same price as a normal pack or whatever, but 45 packs for 30 bucks is, is ridiculous. Um,
2: ridiculous hat. Yes. No, it's this, the, these are packs. Oh, packs. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous
1: packs. packs. <laughs> yes. But yes. yeah, no, um, I would love to, to do a giveaway and, and, uh, <clears throat> but even, even for those of us who, um, have all the cards, don't need a bunch of stuff. Like the, the value is so good that it's hard to pass up so um, yeah
0: the dust the dust alone would be uh would be pretty good value
1: anyways yeah email us or or tweet us or whatever your ideas and we'll add you to our list um the deadline is march uh excuse me may the 4th um but that when
0: the bundle goes
1: away that is the last day to purchase i believe so but Um, but if we're not friends you can only give stuff if you're friends and you need minimum to be friends minimum three days before you can give something so i want to try to do the giveaway maybe next week or something
0: yeah let's say end of april you have until the end of april
1: uh yeah maybe if we give well let's see
0: just tweet us with it before the end of april okay guys and i'd like uh, to
1: announce the winner on next week's show
0: okay well then before next friday so
1: before next it. friday yeah <laughs> this will be this will this show will be live um either later today or or first thing tomorrow morning
2: so i've yeah. got good news the end of april is next thursday so you there were right you the go. first time so end of april mate.
1: all right yeah. All and right, very cool.
2: If I'm not on Twitter, guys, uh, could I maybe bring it up in your Discord that you can mention right now and then maybe we can uh <laughs> enter there too and hang out <laughs> with However, cool
1: I, Hey, hey, since you're the expert in this stuff, how do we get a custom Discord name? Because I had one way back when it was discord.gg.into dot into the wild, but we can't do that anymore apparently. And um Do you have I, a website? No, Oh, well, we, we, need we got more. a website.
2: It's just a subdomain. We just linked discord.coinconcede.com to uh, which you can visit and hang out with us and talk lots of formats, including standard and wild and look over replays with lots of other like-minded players. Um, we just took our Coin Concede website and then made a subdomain that redirected to a permanent invite link.
0: Okay, so for now, just go on our Twitter, tweet us, email us. We have the Discord up in there too, so if you want to join the Discord, you can click the link on our Twitter and uh, and come check it out. And yeah, again, just give us your idea for a giveaway. It can be silly, it can be real, we'll, but we're going to pick the the one that we pick to use next time is the way to win. So m- put some thought into it, and you'll, you can get an extra 45 packs for literally one little idea. So I like that, so... There we go. End of April. That's your that's your last day to enter. So, works for you guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you know what? I, I've got. I don't even work here. I'm um, not even supposed to. <laughs> I've got all of our um, all of our contact info and stuff as our pinned tweet. I'll just I'll do a new one and I'll add a. I do have a permanent invite open for the Discord. So. Um,
0: Perfect. Nate. So check the Twitter, and then you guys can enter like that. Yeah. So we have some wild tournaments, uh, as well right now with, uh, I I haven't seen all of these Like, do you have the details on them? So
1: they're not, uh, I don't have a ton of details. Solemn is starting one, but he has, if you go to his website, he's got a little questionnaire to fill out first, which takes about two seconds. It just in regard to, um, format um,
0: and whatnot, logistics. Yeah. Cool. So check out Solom's uh, tournament. You can see, it and on he's his talking Twitter, about you know?
1: um, talking about bands and stuff as well. Okay. Uh, would you like any band cards? Would you like any special rules? Uh, I think it's going to be next weekend. But if you go to Solemn's Twitter, you can read all about it and see how to sign up and everything. I think the one that I'm uh, really really excited for, actually though, is Jonah um, Jonah Raw, aka Jonah Miles, is doing his own, and I believe that is next weekend as well. Um, there are links on his Twitter as well. So if you go to at Jonah raw, H S J O N A H R A H H S. You can find out about his, uh, it's essentially a substitute for the wild open, which they still have not announced isn't happening, but, um, it's not happening. So Jonah's doing one. He's an awesome, awesome, awesome player. I don't think he's super active on social media these days, but he's on my friends list and he's like top. Ten Wild Legend right now, so um, no real surprise, but that's exciting. And I think um, I know people are always looking for wild tournaments to play in, so I just wanted to shout these two out if you guys are interested.
0: Yeah, and speaking of wild tournaments to play in, uh, we're going to be playing in a uh, THL Team Hearth League, which uh, they're uh,
2: doing their uh, first Team Hearth <laughs> Legends. <laughs> Team Hearth Legends. Oh my god, I did it again! It's- I literally saw that- All right, the easy way to remember that word that you just said is. Illegal. Uh, Team Hearth Ill- Legends. Legal.
0: Yes. I swear, in my head, I said you have to say Legends, and then I read it the way that we had it written down. But um, Team Hearth Legends, which I love. It used to be called Team Hearth League, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, they're <laughs> awesome, and this is their first... Uh, foray into uh into wild like they they did a little test run a couple weeks ago and now they're doing a full-on team league for wild that me and nate and danny donuts have are participating for our team which is pretty great team and there's a couple other stack teams and then a lot of other players who are enthusiastic to play and you probably you obviously know more than me because you are the commissioner of THL. Um, would you say that, like, if this tournament goes off pretty well, like, that we'll be seeing more legends
2: like this uh, wild-themed in the future? So, for vernacular, THL is an organization called Team Hearth Legends. We run league-format series. The wild series, the the season alpha, so far has had a far greater response than we were expecting. There's a lot of demand for wild play and a ton of high-level players and, and known Personalities in the scene have joined up, and uh, and we were really blown away by how many people were were looking for something like this. So, unless there's a massive drop off from season alpha to season beta, I would expect us to do more of this. It may even grow to five player teams next season, depending on how it goes. All of our other series use five player, but three player. We were testing it out. Just wanted to make sure that people could talk to three friends, say, hey, we all want to play together. Let's just make a team right now. So we didn't have captains looking for players and couldn't put them together. Um, but so far, I I would be surprised if this was the the a one off. Just because it's already had such a crazy response, I think it'll it'll be pretty fun.
1: Yeah, well, who I saw I, I didn't I watched the reveal stream, but I was uh, I don't recall all of the names. I know I saw some of our buddies. Um, Matt at Arms is playing. Uh, Mike Lowe is playing. Who else? Memnark,
0: Memnark's playing. Banana Ramic. I think
2: is Jonah in the league as well. I think he is. Uh, um, c- uh, organization series.
0: Oh um, my god! <laughs>
1: yeah, you're fired, Craig. <laughs>
2: so I posted all the teams here, but we have a bunch of a uh, bunch of really awesome teams. The Born to Be Wild team, I think, is great. Craig, Nate, and Danny Donuts. Um, and- the Biters has Nine Eyebrows, who I think is pretty well-known, as well as Number Theory and Base Inc. Uh The Power Creeps looks awesome. Posca, Jack, and Memnark, that's a spicy team right there. Um, let's see, I'm on a team with Bill Snyder and A2 Battleship, mostly standard players, but I think we'll I think we'll dip in just fine. Uh, let's see. Worst case scenario has the return of Mentalistic, along with Robot Chicken and Snake Fods, with Disco as the captain. Wow, um, all right. Yep. Uh, Detroit versus Everybody, Matt at Arms, Dewan, and MTG Squirrel. I think oh, Dewan well and Yeah,
1: oh my God, you guys. That's yeah, so fun. Right? It's, it's all cool. our friends.
2: The wild, the wild THL fanatics, Dr. Bomb Mike Lowe, and Electric Cheap City. So we all know ESC and Mike yeah. Lowe uh, and Doc is a great guy. Um, let's see, Gonna Be Rich, Blase Blase, The Word, and Trey. We have so many so many people that we know that have really just come out for uh, the first effort that we're making here. We're really happy to see the responses like this.
1: Yeah, oh, and it's so many friends playing, too. Like, I love the idea yeah. of playing against people that we know. I mean, I think wild the wild scene or community or whatever you want to call it is relatively small. And so playing against friends is, at least in my mind, it's more fun than playing against, like, some rando from the internet. So I'm excited. I mean,
2: my, my favorite part of the wild community is it feels like a party that never shuts down. It just goes to somebody else's house. Like, when you're watching a stream... Uh, like, if you're watching uh, Rotted Zombie, and then we jump over to uh, to Yada, and then we go over to Concerned Mom's house late at night, um, and then maybe Burnt kicks on a stream at four in the morning or whatever. Um, it's just, it's, you see the same people going to different places, and yeah. everybody seems to know each other, and it's just, it's a really welcoming and positive culture. Uh, there's always like, who can I raid that's playing wild? Who can we hang out with that's playing wild? Um, how can we boost visibility to this format? And how and how can we support our friends? And anyone that's playing Wild is suddenly a new friend. Like Cream Puff just started streaming again. Like I don't know, like a week and a half ago, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but like the support was immediate, and and getting tons of retweets. And he already has golden demon because that guy is insane. That guy Nuts. is crazy. <laughs> um,
1: He's but been like streaming every day. It's been fun though. He is for like hours, for
2: hours and hours. But it's when when people are looking for that support and that engagement and connection with the community wild delivers. It's always there. And so uh, on the one hand I'm 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 pleasantly surprised to see this kind of reaction to THL running a Wilds here. On the other hand, I'm not surprised given what I've seen.
1: Yeah.
0: Beauty. Yeah, I so to, I'm excited. It'll be back. It'll be back for sure.
1: I think COVID has been very good for the game, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, like, but there are ups and downs to that because also people have a lot of negative feelings towards the world inside that they are projecting onto uh, onto open the waygate and other things.
3: Right?
2: <laughs> right, a lot of the salt that people like the 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 sadness and negativity people feel about the world uh if we're playing a lot of hearthstone and that's where we're engaging and sending all this energy then we're getting a lot of that negative energy back because we have nowhere else to put it
1: that's true
0: thank god J droids not the boogeyman of the format because then we'd be getting all upset about two different spreading plagues (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) it is still uh, it's craig's fault uh this whole open the way gate thing if you would have told xr10 instead of eight
0: yeah, Ixar was telling me that he wanted to nerf the card to cost ten mana, the quest reward, and I said, "No, nah, just add two spells to make the quest trigger." And he's like, "You know what? That might be better." <laughs> oh, my, my bad. Uh, I, if you stick around to the end of the show, you'll hear uh, my song. I, I made another song pleading for quest mage to maybe get another touch. Like it's definitely better, but we'll we'll get into that more later. Actually, we can do that right now. Let's maybe we should just talk about the uh, the nerfs and. Uh, how, how they've uh affected sta- uh wild not standard we can maybe talk, can touch a little on. yeah standard. for sure we
1: i do i wanted to we can talk about wild <laughs> i wanted to ask about hs replay a little bit but we can do it later if you want it's not a big deal i just have some questions and uh you figured i'd ask them here but we can talk about the nerfs let's talk about the nerfs. Nerfs. okay well, oh and blood and, bloom and the one buff right <laughs> oh yeah librum of justice got reduced down to five are you sure uh, <laughs> so
2: then actually, I was playing with, uh, you all know Hylung, I was playing with Hylung, who has, uh, we were co-oping and he has a sweet wild Libram Paladin deck. Yes. And we did play a five mana Libram of Justice on curve to kill an arcane giant while our opponent had their quest on six out of eight ticks. Ooh. So I just want to say, if you're only looking at the mage nerf to balance the format, you also have to take into account that Libram of Justice is single handedly holding the format together on five <laughs> It's like it's shrink ray like uh, yeah. but
3: better.
2: <laughs> yeah. It it's power creep over shrink ray blizzard op please nerf. <laughs> yeah. I actually
1: it I I do like in uh not not that Paladin is a whole lot of a big thing in Wild, but I like the idea Liberum of Justice fits in well with some of the other board clear options with um uh what is it Pyromancer and some other stuff. So it's fun. I I actually like the card so um, anyhow. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you guys noticed any any um, inter- any big changes or interactions in the meta over the last week with these new cards? Carl costs one more. Felwing well, has one less I think, health.
0: I think Bloodbloom's the big one. Like that's definitely the biggest change. We're not seeing Darkest Hour anymore. If you are seeing Darkest Hour, then they're doing it wrong. <laughs> and like a fun thing about Bloodbloom is that it actually showed when, once they nerfed Bloodbloom, people started to discover Mechathune again, and that. Mechathune's actually better now. Um, it not not that anything was holding it back before. It's just people weren't really experimenting with it because we always had Bloodbloom Cataclysm. But as it turns out, uh, Master Dorian with Plot Twist, uh, a cheap spell, and Kale makes it so that you can get your Mechathune combo off on as early as turn 7. Or turn 7 with the coin, turn 8 without the coin. You can actually
1: you go just, off and win the game. You hem it, or, or what do you do?
0: Yes. Yeah, you need Hemet, but Hemet like playing Mechathune right now. If you have Hemet in your opening hand, it feels like you're cheating because you play Hemet on turn six, and then if you have the coin still, you can win the game on turn seven. And if you don't have the coin, then you can win the game on turn eight. Not every time, but it's a it's a huge high roll. Um, and then the deck itself is fine; like it doesn't do so good against. Uh, demon hunter or uh quest mage it it can beat quest mage if you draw the nuts if you draw Hemid and plot twist early but you're not always going to but it is just interesting to see that a card that got nerfed made a deck better even though the deck was already there and uh just no one no one was experimenting with it which is a huge great thing about the nerf but i think blood blooms uh the best nerf that they did and after well for a while out of the two and then quest mage obviously uh didn't change too much. I don't know what you guys think about the quest mage nerf. Uh, I was optimistic and I feel like I was proven a little wrong
2: on that one. Um, hot. So I'm going to start by saying uh, I primarily play standard. I touch on wild. You know, I hit legend in it every month, but I am not a high legend grinder. I am not a, a lifelong wild player. I don't have a lot of perspective on it. I, I can give you what I've experienced in my limited time with it, Please don't take this as gospel, uh, and if you see tweets from the people that know the format, from, uh, from Jack, from Memnark, uh, from the people that are grinding Top 10 Legends every single month, those are the people that I would listen to and make sure that you're aware of their perspective. Um, with that being said, the, this is a combo-heavy format, primarily defined by Cyclone H, and that hasn't changed. Uh, Cyclone Mage is still very very good uh, they made it worse with the quest nerf and it did matter except they also printed evocation a week and a half before and you can't print evocation and then expect a number of spells tick to matter because you are unbound with how many spells you can play
1: especially in wild it, there's so many cheap spells I mean
2: yeah uh, the, the Cyclone Mage as it currently stands will not be stopped unless you make the quest reward far beyond unplayable it would have to be i think nine would be the number where you actually make a dent um or unless you do the obvious sorcerer Apprentice nerf or the the Apprentice nerf is what the deck needs it just it also impacts standard and i don't know if blizzard's going to do it but if it says can't cost less than one that is the dramatic change the deck needs
0: there's also the other option of uh, the, the quest reward changes to five mana. Your charge minions have plus one attack.
2: Um, that's, that? you know, worse on Commander it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the soul of the card would, uh, would remain intact, still a five mana spell. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's the, the engine of the deck is cards that care about number of spells, cost reducers, and a critical mass of one mana spells that isn't present in standard and is present in wild. Um, You cannot fix that deck without breaking the engine. Like, in order to make it healthier, you have to break that engine. Uh, And the uh, right now, the the limit of spells you have to play is not enough to hold the deck in check when the result is still so powerful. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Nate.
1: I was just gonna say. I mean, I would have thought that, and I I don't want to dump on the devs. I really do not. But I think that over the years we have seen that things that cost less than one mana are problematic like f- free spells free minions um i i don't know that's that just seems like a like an issue um i don't know i mean i can't well, like, i can't but not
2: everything right not everything it's when they reverted the nerf to molten giant didn't break anything that card is free a lot You don't break anything with molten giant when you play anubisath defender you don't break anything the question is when do my cards cost zero? How many of them cost zero, and what do I get for it? Uh, Druid will Ironbark and bog beam. The reason those cards are any good is because Kalefloss makes other cards cost zero. But in Mage, you get an extra turn and a full board for nothing.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, if,
2: if the giant said
0: cannot cost less than one, the deck would still be good. It's yep. It's in particular it's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. It does seem like stuff that makes, like, that consistently makes stuff cost zero is pretty much been a problem like mech warper uh well mech warper is the big one that well I the whole think snip, of was snap. snip snap yeah,
1: yeah i, I, like, I do know? have to i have to say in in defense of sorcerer's apprentice though like i'm a huge fan of exodia mage and i don't think that i i mean it just that deck requires a lot to actually go off versus like i mean i played um quest mage to Diamond one, and then switched over to Memnarch's uh Reno Priest to hit legend. But like, that's all I played to Diamond One, and like the deck is just bananas.
0: I hope that they just nerf the shit out
1: of this card. <laughs> just one,
0: just one more. Like, it's okay, they, they've showed people that they will, right? Like, with the quests rogue,
1: your opponent takes an extra turn. <laughs> well, <yeah.
2: laughs> They I could know. make it the Tamporus text. As there's, there are many ways to adjust it. The question is, what do they want the format to look like? Like The issues with Wild are larger than this card. The, the issues with Wild, and it's still a fun format, my main issue with Wild, as someone with an external perspective, is that what Wild was meant to be was not communicated to players until Wild has existed as a format for multiple years. Because um, yeah. like, Ixar came out and said, Wild is not a format we're going to curate regularly. It's going to be really powerful. going to be a combo format. And if that was the case when they made Wild, sure. But now players have been invested in the format for years, and they have a new expectation of what to expect from the developers that was not set before, and they have to make a decision about their continued engagement with the format. And at this point, it's just alignment of your expectations. Do you want to play a combo format or not? But the people that didn't know they were getting into that years ago, that are now like that are part of the Wild community, that have to make a decision, am I going to do with combo the rest of my life, or am I going to do something else? they now have to make that choice without prior information from the developers. And Wild inherently is going to have every card legal because the reason Wild exists is so Standard can exist, right? Not saying that Wild doesn't have value. Wild absolutely has value. But the reason Wild exists so that if Blizzard gives you a card and you want to keep playing with it forever, you have a place to do it. Not right. because they want to make two formats. Because they want to make a rotating format and that means you have to have a non-rotating format. So their goal with Wild is every card that you have is as close to the version as we made it when it rotates out of standard or just forever for as long as possible. That is the purpose for, for the business. And that means they probably are okay with Wild being a combo format because the more cards they release, the more powerful it's gonna get. And if it's not cyclone mage, it's gonna be something else.
0: Well, I would love a ba-
2: I would love a ban list.
0: Like I don't think that it, I know that it goes against what Wild is supposed to be a little bit, but at the same time, like would it be that bad to like here and there like right now is the perfect example of they said okay guys you can no longer use open the way gate we're sorry we're deleting it from your like, uh, not deleting uh, 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 but you know, like it's no i'm i'm not totally joking like no i like,
1: understand like, yeah but yeah, I, they
0: ban it they replace your dust if you if you kept the card you get the 1600 dust and sorry guys this is out and maybe it'll be back one day like they could always say that right like the way magic uh, magic does and i think that would make most people happy like you're probably going to get a few people that are really upset but i think most people would be okay if they only did it in like emergency situations type of deal and then i don't know maybe that's too much to ask but i I think that's a possibility
1: here's my thought though because they just they just announced that they're working on a new game mode and as part of that they said hey keep your wild cards because you'll be able to use them in this new game mode to some extent, but we don't want to talk about it more right now. So I almost feel like what, what probably will happen, and of course this is just wild speculation, but is that is that, is that wild w- wild as a whole will continue kind of un like the Wild West or or whatever, uncurated, right? And then standard will exist and I and I understand the purpose for standard is to have it an annual rotation or whatever and then maybe we have this other format that's kind of an in between and that's probably where you would see your band cards or your funky rules or whatever
0: if that's what it is like that could be a pve experience no one knows what that format's going to be right so it's hard to say uh,
1: danny danny thoughts. donuts probably knows <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i mean it remains to be seen but the the hardest thing to accept is the idea that blizzard wants the format this way it is art. they they probably want it this way like they're not going to delete a card from a format because the whole reason this format exists is so that every card they print can be can be cast in a game of Hearthstone. Yeah. So Blizzard probably wants the format to be pretty close to where it is. Now, is it balanced right now? No. Do they intend to regularly curate it? No, they explicitly said as much. They just they didn't give us that warning years ago, they gave us that on Twitter from an iXar post a few months ago. Yeah. Um but if Blizzard wants the format to be this way, what do people that are playing it do? And that's a personal decision.
1: Yeah. Well, and I have to give them credit because they have been more responsive now than they have ever been in the past. Like, and, and it, before it was like, okay, well, here's a new round of standard nerfs and Wild got nothing. And and so this, I I have to give them lots and lots of credit for. Um, they have mentioned recently in the past that lots of the devs and lots of the um, you know the 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 folks who work on the game are on Twitter. They like getting the feedback as long as it can be constructive, which I appreciate uh, But they are listening. And I know for sure that Ixar plays wild. I mean, and, and so I appreciate that. And I a part of me wonders, and I think that probably Memnark and some other folks may disagree with me, but I wonder how much of this is a sort of confirmation bias that like, when I play against quest mage, it feels bad, but like how many games am I actually queuing into quest mage? Like, I, I do think that it has, Like, I I, I wonder, like, when I started playing at the beginning of this month, I was seeing, like, a 40% mage. But, like, now that I'm playing on the Legend Ladder, I'm not seeing nearly that much. So I don't know. I don't know.
0: Oh, it's I think it's still there a lot on the the climb up. People are still seeing a ton of it.
2: I think uh, Memnark said earlier that eight of the top ten players are Rock and Quest Mage. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, Wild is a... Small community, all things considered. That's true. And for a for a lot of people, it might be a secondary mode. Um, the there, I don't think there is any question that Cyclone Mage is likely inherently unhealthy for the format, uh, either in terms of win rate in the hands of skilled players or in the turn of play experience. And I think the play experience is very poor. Uh, well,
0: I'm, I can add that China right now, uh, Quest Mage isn't even like the craziest thing in the world there. um danny was talking to a couple of chinese players the other day and it came up that uh and their i forget what it was in their meta but their meta quest mage isn't even like the big boogeyman like they have other decks and their quest mage is built a lot different than ours they're still running research project and cold light oracles so it kind of does go to show that wild is the unrefined format and i'm sure there is more decks out there that a lot of us are aren't looking at like I don't it's hard to say with Quest Mage being as good as it is, because I think the problem is, is that Quest Mage auto wins a lot of games. And um but I don't know. I, I think I hope they print. Maybe they'll print a couple cards that help deal with this stuff. I don't know, but either way, I, I still love I still love the format. It, as frustrating as it can be from time to time. And well if you really it, i don't know, you have to you have to deal with it. You have to figure it out. And if you don't like it, play standard or or quit the game, I guess, and, and wait it out a little bit. So
1: let me throw out this cool. hot take though. Someone posted this online and I can't remember who maybe chat can will know, but someone posted online on Twitter over the last week that they felt that there are probably a handful of um at least tier two decks that just have not been created or not fully refined yet. And that they just haven't been fleshed out because um There's other decks available that are very, very, very good that are already proven that people are spending more time playing these existing archetypes than spending time deck building um, new ones. So I think that would be interesting, and I I think that that's not necessarily wrong. I mean, the card pool in Wild is so huge, there's got to be something.
0: um, Yeah, and I think people get married to their decks in Wild a lot, too, like... You have burnt as a druid player, like that's his his go-to. Memnarch is Raza priest. Gold Daniel is warlock. Yeah, like a lot of people have their pet decks. Where in standard, people are way more likely to. To jump around and play literally everything and and there's millions millions thousands and thousands and thousands of people crushing the format mm-hmm. hs replays loaded with stats where it's wild you're not going to get that so I, I think it's interesting and i i think honestly if you if you're looking for balance you might need to dip your toe into wild uh standard a little more because that's where you're going to find more balance uh i know demon hunter wants to disagree with everyone but <laughs> you <laughs> will find
2: more balance in, in standard
1: i do think this that's was
2: fine go ahead
1: uh well no go for it because i'm gonna go off on a tangent so you you go Um, first
2: standard by the way is it is more actively curated as of right now it is closer to balance but there are still a couple significant outliers that you'll see um and rogue is the one that i would mention over demon hunter demon hunter is the one getting all the press right now but you'll see a lot of rogue oh i'm gonna have to pick up a standard rogue list from you hot
1: well hat I, challenged I, I, I i've been playing a lot of standard lately i've hit diamond two three times already i'm currently at four again but it's um it's fun it's it's definitely different um i do i dislike losing to random cards that did not start in my opponent's deck and that costs you zero play mana. wild
2: <laughs> well, but the wild decks are way more consistent, right? It's not about uh RNG so much as the same thing every game because mage, like cyclomage generates a bunch of cards. It doesn't matter what they are, right? They're well, all just spells yeah. that count towards the tick and they just they'll draw you cards or free stuff. Like it does not matter what they well,
1: are. Well, and in uh, in wild like I expect it because, you know, the the power level is high in every single deck and it's pretty um you know, it's pretty ridiculous, the stuff that you can do in Wild, but I expect it. I'm familiar with it. I'm ready for it. Um, and uh, and I'm happy with it. But in, in Standard, like, oh, cool. Let me get uh, dragons that generate other free dragons that generate more uh, Queen Alex's or evocations that generate random cards that generate new evocations. And it's like, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel that I lose to the random factor quite as much in wild. Like I lose to other stuff. There's a lot of decks I think that are very very consistent. Um, I think secret mage being one of them um, is there's a lot of consistency. There's tons of um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, uh, synergy? So oh, no, no synergy. It's just that de- the deck works really well, um, and I think that it, it, in wild we joke about this every time a new set releases is that um all of these 135 new cards that come out how many are good enough to fit into a an existing wild deck you know out of 135 cards i've got 10 or less probably uh,
0: except this expansion because of
1: demon hunter well yeah but anyways
0: <laughs> so it throws a wrench in it um but yeah so basically deal with quest mage for now but no,
1: look at this. So I, I have it up on the screen, but for those of you are listening, so Memnarch posted this, and I, I assume the stats are from HS Replay. I'm not quite sure. But um, there's a statistic for Open the way gate, and it shows, uh, it, it tracks the popularity and the win rate in the month of April. And once the nerf hit, the deck win rate actually spiked. Uh, it's, it's just shy of 62%. Um,
0: well dark yeah darkest hour
2: held it down a lot right um i don't know darkest hour darkest hour to an extent the nerf to uh the nerf to uh, demon hunter Felwing. cards like odd demon hunter was uh, and various tempo demon hunters were also pretty good here uh fellwing i think the nerf didn't really make a huge impact um, but if we're looking over time uh, and it really depends where you're looking as well because i'm looking at the card evocation right now uh which is only in cyclone mage because the uh, the uh, You look at the quests, that could actually impact the Reno list, though I do think the Reno list got a little worse. Um, if you look at Evocation as well, the nerfs, I think, went live on the 21st. So the win rate did go up in the 22nd. It's back down today in the 23rd. Um, but yeah, it's the first time that I have seen where a nerf had a relatively immediate positive impact on the card's win rate because the meta adjusted. And it does look like there was a spike on the 22nd yesterday. Um, but it's the nerf didn't make it worse. We know that for sure. It's either the same or better, and that means something went wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping
0: that, like, th- I'm hoping that that's the same stats that Blizzard has because I do think they'll tinker with it again if that's the case, right? Like, there's no, there's no way they want to put out a nerf that makes a deck better. So I'm really, really hoping that that it's like that for for their stats as well because I do think that. Blizzard is pretty good about being like, oh, okay, all right, bad. Let's let's make one more little adjustment here, and if not, that's the world we live in, and you're you're here for a while. That's what we're gonna play.
1: That's so. true, and we've seen. I mean, like with the road quest, um, the crystal caverns, was it or something like that? Um, yeah, uh,
2: caverns caverns below. Blow into Sorry, four.
1: I've been playing too much Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but they've but they nerfed that card several times, right? And so it we'll see. I just I, I I'm still happy that we know that they're watching and they're listening and that, um, yeah, what's up, (laughs) Pixar?
2: If you manage your expectations, if you go into wild, expecting cyclone mage to be a part of your life and you make peace with it format's still fun. Uh, but if you go into every game against cyclone mage saying this shouldn't be happening, you're, you're not going to be happy, right? You're not going to be happy because it's going to happen. If you, if your desires and reality are at odds, that space in between is where people find unhappiness. And you have to either accept what's happening or choose a different reality to experience.
1: You gotta yeah. pick one. So where did you, you could write a book? Uh, you should. I don't
2: have the the discipline for it. Fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so where I, I think something important about the stats though is that um, you need to look at statistics from a macro level, not like we can look at things on a daily basis. And I don't know, like we joke, right? I used to live in Orange County, California, in the city of Irvine. There. Um, we look at crime reports, right? I work in the criminal justice field and, and you look at the FBI reporting numbers and we see that over this one year that murder increased by 100% in the city of Irvine. It's like, well, yeah, because one person died and that is a 100% increase from last year. And so we know that stats can be manipulated a little bit. And I guess what I'm saying is I think I would rather see stats like show me a whole month or show me two months, three months or show me a thousand games. Like I don't, I don't, I, I'm a little bit curious about what is, um, you know, what is one day or a slice in time look like? And maybe I just don't know enough about how HS Replay works or where they're pulling the stats from. So I, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that a, a lot of times that data can be manipulated a little bit. And so I'm I'm curious to get you guys perspective on that.
2: Well, I mean, we have small sample size in Wild, right? See, the the thing about Wild, like you were talking about earlier with, uh, with decks not being refined, Wild is big on verbal history, and, like, I see a deck, I lose to it, I copy it, I play it, which is how Secret Mage still has so much popularity. It's still a good deck, but it has so much popularity because of people losing to it and saying, I want to do that to other people. So there, <laughs> if you look in Standard, there are reports and charts and graphs and deck lists and uh, like data clouds of cards appearing in optimal lists there's none of that for wild nope. there, there's it's verbal history it's collection of deck lists it's i tried this thing they tried this thing um and the only server with a really sizable wild population is china and we don't have a lot of information coming out of there except for random twitter accounts like cncat and chloromagic so you're just not going to have lists that are quite as optimized um I I wouldn't look at the stats for, if I were a developer and looking at Quest Mage, like maybe at the very top, I would look at the play experience. And they have nursed stuff for play experience before, and uh, losing from 30 because you didn't get to take your turn, and all of a sudden they had 24-24 in stats that they didn't at the start of the turn? Feels good. That, that would be the thing I would make not happen anymore. Because if I'm on the receiving end of that, I don't ask, how can I do this? I ask, why am I playing this game? Uh, and if you're aware of it, you can normalize it, but it's even beyond data. And I think that we'll see, uh, there are going to be spikes on certain days. Uh, if we look at Flame Waker, for example, another another Mage card that's mostly in the, um, in the Cyclone Quest Mage decks, you're going to have days where Quest Mage wins more than other days, because the sample size is so small, you're just going to get that slice of, players did really well with Cyclone Mage this day, people tried something else the next day, I don't know. Uh, but if you look at how it feels to get time warped and die to 24-24 in Giants... That that doesn't need a stat. That's a flat line of I don't like it.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other thing I think at, at some point, like I, I wonder um, how much we are all at fault for for sh- shifting the meta in some regards. Like I think once, uh, and maybe not us in particular, but say you have high legend wild players, your um, Zeddy and Slizzle and some of these guys who are playing a lot have ridiculous win rate with this deck post this deck on twitter and now um we yet you know, everybody else starts playing it like at what point does the meta shift because i see that my favorite player or some you know w- well-known person is saying hey this deck is busted and now how many other hundred or thousand or whatever people are going to try this deck um
0: well that happens for sure uh, if a big streamer picks up a deck you're going to see some of it like um back in the day i think it was control came out with a uh uh patron warrior and the next because odd paladin was a thing and the next day you saw nothing but patron warriors and odd paladins and then that died away in like a week so that that's gonna happen but i think uh i think either way guys uh, the the main thing we're trying to say here is you're playing wild know what hat said it best you need to know what to expect and if that's not what you like, then seriously ask yourself, is this the format for me? And do I need a break? And sometimes a couple days or a week break is, is huge. And then suddenly Quest Mage doesn't feel quite as bad. So just try to stay positive. And I think we should start to move away from the nerf discussion because we're kind of going in circles. A Speaking
1: little bit. of positivity and Secret Mage, can we give a, another big shout out to Big Debo? Because he just hit um, Platinum 5. So let's see
0: for uh, reference hat big debo is my friend who never played hearthstone uh played hearthstone like two years ago never got that good and said i want to learn how to play wild and i said okay here's a deck code for a secret mage have fun and he's been rocking it from bronze uh from bronze with like no win streak i don't think he had a star streak when he started wow
2: that's, that's a pretty won. impressive month we've no been, win streak platinum five is, is strong
1: we've been yeah. tracking his progress he's a friend of ours uh so that's 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 really fun yeah so, so let me can i pick nice. your brain uh, a little bit you guys about hs replay platinum so i've i've heard people talking about it forever and then i know andrew oh,
2: premium not uh, platinum.
1: sorry premium yes um, platinum
0: five big debo
1: yeah that's right um <laughs> and then i know andrew andrew brown andrew is living from the happy hearthstone works with hs replay and i keep hearing people talk about it and um i thought oh, i'll check it out i'll check it out but i've been like and i've been using hearthstone deck tracker for years uh but just the free version and i thought oh, i'll check it out five bucks a month is not bad um but i have no clue what i've gotten myself into as far as like what are the perks and is it worth it and do you guys use this I'll, at all
0: i'll take a shot at it first um I would say if you're a wild player, premium. If you're using it specifically for wild, I don't think premiums is going to be too much of a help for you. I like premium for the... It has it's just so much statistics for when you're playing standard, like the top tier decks, you can really see matchups and there's just so many different things. You can plug in two different decks and see how they go against each other and whatnot. But with wild, I don't think it's as... as, as Good. Like, I don't think it's going to do as much for you, but that's really all I have to to
2: answer. And I, I think, Hat, do you know a little more about HS Replay? Uh, I mean, I use it a lot, and I have HS Replay Premium, and I'm a big fan of it. Uh, keep in mind that for Wild, you don't have a meta tab; you really only have decks, so it's a lot harder to see overall performance of a deck. Um, but the the premium has a lot of upside now, especially. Unfortunately, they actually kind of nerfed the free side. It used to be up to rank five where you could filter, and now you can only go up to gold, uh, which is the equivalent of the old rank 15. So you're going to get a little bit uh, different data if you use the free version. The paid version, you can go all the way up to... uh, You can do top 1,000 legend, you can do... Or I guess in wild, it would be... There is a top 1,000 filter that's a little bit less useful on on NA. um, But you can do uh, legend filter, diamond 4-to-1, diamond through legend, platinum, all that stuff. Uh, Current season, last three days, last seven days, you can pick what you want to look at. Uh, A lot of what I'll do is... Uh, for standard, at least, I will I will look at the meta tab a lot to see what decks are performing. Um, for a wild, you can look at specific decks. Like if I look last three days and top one thousand legend, and you don't want to just sort by win rate. I usually will sort by game count, just because you really want to make sure that you're you're seeing you're seeing decks that have enough data behind them, as opposed to someone that that went like a hundred games. Overall, it's still a very, very small sample size. And what you can do if you look, say, in Wild, um, Top 1000 Legend, Last Three Days, there are two decks that show up. Uh, There's Cyclone Mage, and there's Tempo Pirate Demon Hunter. (laughs) So, if we say, for example, let's look at... It's because the
1: Demon Hunter counters the Cyclone Mage.
2: (laughs) It's trying to. So, let's take a look um, at... uh, If we take a look at the... I can share my screen. I can do that.
0: Ooh. Wow, this is getting fancy.
2: We'll try it. It's, I don't know if it'll crop correctly, um, but I can at least try and share my screen. So we'll we'll try and do it. It's going to show up instead of my face. Aw. <laughs> I love your face. So, but you all can see this in Discord at the very least, right? So, if I usually will sort by Mulligan win rate, don't use played win rate ever. It's a it's a terrible stat. Um, but you can actually look at your Mulligan win rate here. Uh, and sort the best card to keep in your mulligan as of right now, the top three: questing explorer, evocation, primordial glyph.
1: Now, what's interesting?
2: What's interesting? You look at the mulligan keep rates. People always keep questing explorer, evocation. They keep two thirds of the time. Primordial glyph. People keep twenty percent of the time. But when they keep it in top one thousand legend, they win. They win sixty three percent of the time, way above the deck's average. Great against so, aggro. People are often under keeping primordial glyph. Whereas if we scroll down to the worst cards in the list, right? cards that people are keeping a lot, and they're going to be a little bit below average. So like Violet Spellwing, people are keeping it 46% of the time. It's actually one of the worst mulligans in the deck.
1: Now, that's overall,
2: not always. Going first, it's a little different on the coin, right? Evocation is better, Book of Specters way better. Uh, cards that are way worse... Look down here. Sorcerer Apprentice going first. The <laughs> third worst card to keep in the mulligan.
1: Any of wow. the giants?
2: <laughs> it's the giants are bad, but Sorcerer Apprentice is actually a worse keep than Arcane Giant on average. Now we can sort by matchup. Wow. Say you're against a Demon Hunter, right? We don't have a lot of data here. You're against a Demon Hunter going first. You never keep AI. You never keep Sorcerer Apprentice. You don't keep Star Gazer Luna. You don't even keep Questing Explorer, right? And that's really interesting because people keep it 100 percent of the time. But they're only winning about half their games now. Small sample size, but while if you take away Demon Hunter, it is the second best card in the deck against Demon Hunter. Busting Explorer on two? Not very good. You're looking for Evocation, Primordial Glyph, Magic Trick, Ray of Frost, and Violet Spellwing jumps way up in this matchup.
1: You need removal. Way, yeah. way yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you're looking for you're looking for early nut draws, right? You're not looking for your normal draw. <laughs> Plan A is bad against Demon Hunter because they pressured you so much. You're looking for your nut draws early on. If you're on the coin, that's when your two drops get better because you can coin them out on turn one. You coin them out on turn one, it's a lot better. Book of Spectres becomes the worst keep in the deck. The absolute worst. And it looks like, open the way gate, maybe you're supposed to mulligan it. Because if you keep it, your win Uh, rate goes down. No, I don't know
1: if that's true. uh, This
2: is a Memnar question. But if you're on the coin against Demon Hunter, it's showing that keeping the quest lowers your win rate.
1: I don't know. I always keep the quest. I,
2: I don't know either. I have. I'm not good enough to mulligan the quest. That's not something I do. But that's what the stats are saying. Now I don't know if that's accurate. I don't. I like. No. Hey. Not hey. An expert here.
1: Let's let's try a social experiment here. Hey, all of you people who are out there playing Cyclone Mage, I want you all to mulligan the quest <laughs> and let's see what. It, <laughs> and let's see what it see does what to the win rate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, if you're if you're against like say a druid, right? If you're against a druid. You can keep the quest. The quest is good here. You win those, right? Maybe. We don't know for sure. <laughs> it, it, the stats are pretty clear, right? If you're against, uh, what's the slow deck that we always beat? Uh, priest. You're against a priest. Now, this is really interesting. Priest, best keep in the deck? Flame Waker. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, Waker. I wouldn't know that either.
2: Right, but- it doesn't initially makes sense to me but like if they just can't deal with it you just you just kill them right because you want to just deal them a lot of damage if they don't have an early removal spell they're big on penance these days they don't often have shadow or pain they they don't even always have forbidden words if you can stick a flame waker on an empty board against a priest on turn three how good is that
1: Pretty well good. it's it's very good but let me so let me ask you a logistic question though like how do you like when you're playing hearthstone you have multiple monitors do you have hearthstone going on one and then hs replay on your other monitor or do you like how do you refer to it when you're playing
2: uh i generally recommend if you are playing hearthstone play hearthstone uh close your twitch stream have the game full screen focus on the game if you are trying to win if you're streaming or whatever you're just you're just uh, joking around having fun do whatever you want doesn't matter. Um, the best time to look at HS replay and your own replays for review is before and after games, right? You want an idea. And if you want, you can keep the deck you're playing open on the screen. You can flip to, am I going first or the coin? Figure out the class you're against. I generally recommend, if you are playing, play the game that you have. Because if you look at the tab, the stats don't tell the full story of every turn. And even the mulligan win rate, it's, we don't know which version of Demon Hunter people are playing against. We don't have that many that much data. But you can take a look at it and figure out what do I want to do why does this stat reflect a different reality than how I've been playing? And how can it help me figure out what's important in this matchup? But if you're playing the game Hearthstone, you need all your brain cells to play the game that's in front of you. It's it's a hard game.
0: Yeah, it's not an easy game. Unless, unless you're playing secret <laughs> <laughs> <Just> kidding, <guys.
1: laughs> so No so deck you tell shaming. Me that I would, We're not uh, doing that here. No you, deck shaming. You tell me that my win rate would go up if I didn't have Netflix going on the other screen? <laughs> well, what are you watching? Uh, mostly like bad crime documentaries but or the Tiger King or whatever Tiger King
2: <laughs> it's alright Tiger King makes everything in your life worse I can say that for sure <laughs> disagree Oh, I really like it I really yeah. like
0: all the characters on that show a little unrealistic though so probably not
2: <laughs> anyway it's yeah, documentary uh, so Craig I know you're from from Canada you don't know that Florida is actually a place um, <laughs> It's uh, it's it's a real experience the biggest
0: villain in the world, Florida Man. <laughs> yes. Yes. What?
1: I yeah. No, I heard this thing a while back that you, you Google your your birthday and Florida Man, and you can see what what crazy Florida Man did on your birthday.
0: It's, yeah. All right. Speaking of Florida Man, we gotta talk this deck that hat brought. I know it doesn't have anything to do with Florida, but
1: I thought nice. that you would appreciate this name hat because I I called it Disco Inferno. I I think that you would. Yeah. There's like a double entendre there. I don't want to explain it. It'll ruin it. There's
2: but. a bunch of entendres.
1: <laughs> so I I am thoroughly entertained that somebody put Howl Fiend in a deck on purpose, uh, with a purpose other than to give it to your opponent and have them discard their entire hand, and managed a ridiculous win rate with this. And it wasn't just you. It was, uh, what is it, um, Liam? Uh, was it Grasler? Is or what is his? Uh... Yeah,
2: I gave it to Grasler. I gave it to Schwal. Um, I gave it to uh, Beefscotch. Beef Squatch was trying it out. Uh, uh, Craptasm has been trying out. Like a ton of people picked it up. It's a deck that I got from Glor Magic. It's it hit uh, number fifty legend in on the China server. Uh, I picked it up on a whim one day because it was uh it was a Wild Wednesday, you know that's a thing. And so I was streaming Wild Wednesday on my stream, and I picked up a diamond five. And three and a half hours later, I was legend. <laughs> it's it just it just happened. The games are super fast. I went twenty four and eight overall, um, and there are a lot of different builds of discard warlock. The reason that I like this one is because of how aggressive and low curve it is. Uh, above three mana, and I'm not counting Frenzied fellwing because that card costs zero. Um, we and fist of draxus really cost zero too, so we really just have doomguard because we're discarding fist of draxus, we're discarding hand of Dan, and we're playing Frenzied fellwing for zero. So a lot of people really like. Nightshade Matron, the four mana five five with Rush that discards the highest cost in your hand, and I hate cards that cost more than three. The lower, the better. Be aggressive if you want to beat Cyclone Mage. You have to go really wide, really fast.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. The deck
0: is super powerful, and I think I think discard lock is right now the 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 big one that I feel like people should like really good players should really be taking time to find the optimal build because this deck is really powerful i can promise you that there's i've played at least five iterations of discard lock that feel up to snuff so there has to be a best one this is the one that feels the best to me so far like i haven't played one that felt better and there's some more zooey decks there there's some more controlling decks some more mid-range this deck just hits the sweet spot for me i haven't played too much with it maybe 15 games 20 games and it just feels really nice so i I strongly recommend uh playing it uh astros has been like championing discard lock for almost like half a year now he's been trying to make it work and it does work like at this point we can say that this is a real deck and it has game against quest mage which is huge i think it's i think this deck benefits a lot from the quest mage nerf too where the one turn really does make a difference a lot of the time with this deck um you know it's funny that you'll concede yourself uh you'll fatigue yourself with this deck as well which is really odd for an aggro deck but that's well, not hit, what you're saying on like.
2: turn seven playing it today <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: well that's not, but that's what you were saying right? you want to win by turn five or turn six right otherwise you're not going to win i mean
2: you can
0: but it's not very that's, likely uh,
2: you you have some longer game with uh with Conrathod prime uh which resummons three demons often you'll get back at least one doom guard Um, Like, it's definitely looking to compress the game into a shorter period and keep constant pressure on your opponent. You're not without recourse in longer games. Just the games tend to not go longer because your opponent dies. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you can still do stuff later game that can matter. I was talking about this the other
0: day. Like, uh, Howl Fiend is a fair, like, this is the first uh, version of the deck that I've seen playing Howl Fiend. And it's incredible it's it's probably one of the all stars like it really enables a lot and uh it wasn't even looked at so i I just feel like you gotta get we need to get more people to try this deck out and make make their iterations of it because it is powerful um it it's it's so good even and and some high level players uh like disagree with you had like they think that matron belongs in the deck like get me Elth was in our discord the other day, and he was looking at it and saying i think that the four of five five rush is irreplaceable it's incredible it's the reason you play one of the reasons you play the deck meanwhile you have hat over here who loves the deck and thinks that it's too clunky and i kind of agree with hat but i haven't played enough games with both to know for sure but the deck is just impressive like uh, i i would say that it, it outperformed my wildest expectations uh I think I was there when you played your first couple games with uh, discard lock uh, on stream. I,
2: I don't know if that was your first day uh, diving into it, Hat. But yeah, you... I just picked it up from Twitter, and and I agree, a hundred percent. This deck is not optimized yet. Um, I know Astral's has their own build. They hit legend with, which was awesome. Um, I know that. Get me out. they testing some other stuff there. They, we. I'm not going to say it's optimal. I don't think it's optimal yet. I will say that the 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 fluidity of the deck feels better when my cards on average cost less. Mm-hmm. And the reason Halfiend works is because usually you empty your hand of stuff that that you want to play very, very quickly. And yeah. so by doing that, Halfiend is much more likely to hit that Hand of Gul'dan, hit that Fist of Jiraxis, hit that Silverware Golem. Um, and if you have, like, a Malcazar Zimpin in play, this happened today. I got uh, defiled with a Halfiend in play. I discarded three, and then one of them was a Hand of Gul'dan, and I drew three. So, like, fine. Okay. It's There are... There are ways for the deck to, to be resilient in the early game and just keep constant pressure on and make warlocks removal a lot worse. Uh, make questmage have to either defensively quest or kill them before they can get that seventh and eighth tick, which that extra turn does matter a lot. Yeah. Um, it's paladin wouldn't be the matchup I want to I want to face. Like I don't really want to deal with uh, with really big minions quickly. I wouldn't want to deal with like a wind fury ziliax something. Um, but you know, you're know you not going to win every matchup, right?
0: It's so funny. The version I was playing before, I was playing Astral's version. Like Paladin, you actually ended up winning that matchup because they're in, I think in the Howlfiend slot, probably, they were playing Cataclysm, which is discard your whole hand and uh, destroy the board. And that was good. But then it's just weird because Cataclysm fits in a way, but at the same time, I think I'd rather develop a 3-6 body and discard my whole hand via... Via Howl Fiend. So it's just cool. And I really hope that some of you guys try it out, like, and really make some iterations and let us know what you find. And uh, I'd like to, it's just weird then, because if it's a so standard, we could look up, like, well, what has the best win rate? Like, what version, what card is. But there's not enough information, so I strongly recommend trying it out, especially if you want something different, because I think a lot of people are sleeping on Discard Warlock.
1: Yeah, and let me, for the audio listeners, I'm just going to go through the list real quick uh, and just know that this is not optimized yet, but it's in the process. So uh, it consists of two Flame Imps, two Malchassar's Imps, two Soulfire's. The Solarium, two Void Walkers, Clutch Mother Zavas, uh, one Darkshire Librarian, two expired Merchants, two Fellstalkers, uh, the New Prime, uh, Canrithad, Ebonlock, two Tiny Knights of Evil, two Halflings, two Silverware Golems, two Fists of Draxs, two Frenzied Fellwings, two Doomguards, and two Hands of Guldan.
0: Yeah, it's super fun. Like Mulliganing, I feel like you want to just keep your the minions that you can get out fast, you know, like your low drops. And like, sometimes I'll keep my hand of Gul'dan. If I have like expired merchant, I I, I tend to keep hand of Gul'dan a lot. I think it's part of the engine of the deck, but.
2: Oh yeah. You keep, you know. uh, you keep merchant hand and one drops. Yes, Almost always no, that's but, it. If you're on the coin, you can do two into two, but you keep merchant hand and one drops. Yeah, you don't
0: keep the... Do you prioritize the Prime at all in the beginning of the game? Like, if you have other demons, is it a keep at that point? Or, or what do you think about that? If I that? can,
2: like, coin it out and then play two demons, sure. Um, you it's an. You really want the engine, right? You really want to make sure that, you, that you're that you churning through your deck, or at least generating some kind of advantage, which is why Merchant is so good, because you can also Merchant on a Doomguard. Just have two Doomguards, and that's fine. You can Merchant on a yeah. Fist of Draxus and then punch your opponent to death. Yeah. Um, You can even Merchant on a Frenzied Felwing, and then when it dies, you just play three of them in one turn. Like, fine. It's okay. (laughs) Seems good. Yeah. (laughs) There are lots of ways to to generate perpetual advantage, but the most important thing is to immediately apply pressure to your opponent, and that means you need fast cards, because if your opponent has a chance to set up, they get to play their cards on their game plan, on their terms, and not yours, and that's not what you want. You want to make sure they're reacting and not being able to do what they want to do.
0: Agreed.
1: I have a soft spot in my heart for zoo because that's what I used to get my um, golden warlock back in the day. Um, like that classic zoo lock with the, the kind of the demon package and the knife jugglers and the abusive sergeants. You guys remember that? Yeah. Oh yes. my God.
3: <clears throat> yeah, there've been a
2: lot of great zoo decks over the years. I mean, this kind of harkens back to them, but also discard zoo is a dream we've had since the grand tournament. And it hasn't really been consistently good until literally right now
1: i still want someone to to make the quest work and i i know that it's too slow everyone keeps telling me that it's too slow but like i really like it
0: yeah Astros gave it a try recently and i don't think it worked out for him either so unfortunately nate it's gonna it's gonna take longer
1: it's, done, it's not it's gonna, up, gonna work out for anybody but i still like it
0: <laughs> turns out three twos aren't uh aren't exactly the perfect thing against the quest mage meta <laughs>
2: it's it's, true. like you discard how many cards it's six cards is it six
1: it's yeah five or six. It's, I, think it's six. I think it's six but you can do that so quickly it's i think it's the, it's the but, tempo loss right and then i mean it's a tempo loss from not doing anything on turn one and then it's another tempo loss of not doing anything on turn six That like yeah. I mean just to be clear,
2: we're not discarding cards because we like discarding cards. We're discarding cards because they're good when we throw them away. And your quest reward is a Rising Winds for five. Right, Rising Winds, the Druid card two three twos for four mana. Oh, sorry, we play Wild. We weren't exactly sure what. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like, so you discard six cards to earn an overcosted Rising Winds that you get to recast. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah! Ha ha, Nate, your dreams dead. I mean, you can <laughs> listen. If you want to play it, you can play it, and it seems fun. Just uh, I would, I would manage your win rate expectations.
1: <laughs> I, 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 actually think that that is very, very true, and I, I agree with you. I mean, the card is too slow. I enjoy it. And I think what I like about it more is really is the flavor of it. Like the idea of opening um, a permanent portal that continues to summon imps every turn. Like it's so much fun flavor wise. It just kind of is a really crappy value. So.
2: It is fun. Haha, your dreams. If they buff that card, what would you have to buff that card to to make it good? What would be the text? Would it be three Uh, cards? Discard five cards, add time warp to your hand. Okay, I'm, I can see that. <laughs> so maybe the trick is we give the warlock reward to mage and the mage reward to warlock.
1: Ah, there we go. We fixed it. We fixed it. XR. All right,
2: right? It's not okay. bad. <laughs> I mean, a mage has a lot of portals already. They got Firelands portal. They got Unstable portal. Maybe the portal was so unstable, they don't get to warp time. They just get some three twos. Good point. It's great
1: I, point. P- okay, I. but for real, though, I think that the reward is too expensive it is, is part of it, that like on turn six or ter- uh, how much does the reward cost five or six something like five. that five but like that is not what i want to be doing in that style of deck i don't want to use five mana to to get two imps next turn like it, it, it's a be, waste of turn and it's my like kind of a win more right
0: i think it'd be playable if you skipped having to play that if it was just discard six cards uh summon a portal that's your reward you know like
2: then maybe yep. it would be good enough but yeah we're not in that world You'd also have to make... If you made the demons bigger, you might get something if they were 4-4s or or something.
0: Yeah, that's right. Hey, and Wild, those aren't even that big for demons. (laughs) Sackpack's gone. Anyway, Sackpack being gone's cool, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Now we can play Priestess of Fury in our Demon Hunters and just feel incredible about it and not feel like uh, jerks waiting to get Zephyrus or Sackpack.
1: I still think we're using it in Q-Block. I'm not sure how... Uh, eh, maybe, maybe it's a one. Well, of I don't it know. to eat
0: your avoid color, right?
2: Yeah, I'd rather play dark pack though in that in that situation myself or you, one cost one mana, one cost zero. Did, aren't zero mana cards like too good? Didn't we <laughs> yeah, talk but, about that for like yeah, an but, hour? But one <laughs> but they can't cube. Eat,
1: they can't eat cubes though. So, yeah. That's yeah. a true. big
2: thing. The question is how much aggro there is because if there's a lot of aggro, you really want the uh, the zero mana card and if there's not, then you want to set up the cube for uh, Doomguard combos. If you're playing Doomguard, you probably want the dark pack, and if you're not playing Doomguard, you probably want the sack pack.
0: That's a good point. You're full of those. Yeah. Good point, Sometimes. that is.
1: Thank you. <laughs> cool.
0: I'm happy we got that happy I got that off my chest. I needed to say that.
1: All right, so is there anything <laughs> since we're talking about this deck, is there anything in particular that we need to know aside from, you know, keeping the cards that you said to keep, um, like what is the play style when do you trade versus when do you go face and when do you you know you said apply constant pressure early game but is there like what is the strategy here
2: so most of your aggro decks sorry go ahead hat uh so it's it's not really different from many aggro decks this is really really aggressive you only trade if it generates you more damage right if you can if you can trade in a two one so your three two lives then trade but if you if you aren't getting more damage by trading, don't trade, let your opponent do it for you. If they're going to trade, let them do it for you. And that's the general agrotruism. In Wild, play around Defile. Be aware of Defile. Um, you want to be aware of which cards are in your hand. So if you have the opportunity to play a bunch of cards, so the only thing in your hand with a Halphine in play is a Hand of Gul'dan or a Fist of Taraxis, you usually want to do that uh, and play more stuff instead of less stuff. But not always. It's going to depend. Um, Sometimes you have to trade your Malchazar Zimp before you discard because you will burn cards because you'll just draw too many. Um, and if you can ever expire merch for Hand of Gul'dan, you should probably do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, it, it, that can get intimidating sometimes because <laughs> it does get crazy when you have so many cards. But keep in mind, if you're burning a couple cards, but you have 10 cards in your hand, you're doing just fine as an aggro deck.
1: Well, it's it's interesting to me because I traditionally don't play almost any aggro um I, I'm I like combo. I like a, control. Uh, you're a bit of a hunter like that. Uh sure. I like mid range. I just don't. I I have not. It's just not my preferred play style. Uh, I need to get good at it because I would like to get that golden demon hunter. But anyways well after yeah. the show we're, we're, we'll do some co-op games and then we can try it out i mean i i clearly have a lot to learn about this deck so i'm excited to play it i mean i only i only test played a few games with it and i was struggling but it's not my preferred play style so i'm 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 very interested to see how it goes
0: and demon hunter needs a quest by the way
1: <laughs> <Does>
0: it? <laughs> yes it does hat. i really want it to be consistent with the other classes
1: well i really want there to be an even demon Demon hunter also but
2: it's okay you can do that (laughs) you can play even demon hunter you can even put odd cards into it it's really powerful ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous hat that is
0: It's cool that you can play even or odd Demon Hunter or even Hunter and but you get the same kind of ability for oh both Oh god.
1: Of them. Memonarch says it needs a death knight. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> oh god. That is scary. It's,
2: yeah. Well, uh I wonder what you would it's I don't even want to think about it. I think
0: you would <laughs> I have I, would I think it would definitely have outcast. I think that would be f- super flavorful.
2: Maybe like all your cards have outcast draw card. Oh.
3: <laughs> Bleh. Bleh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or like or you know, um what is it? like
0: outcast no longer like you, I don't know how you would word it, but all your cards outcast is always
1: on.
2: You know? Oh yeah. So uh so your cards trigger outcast
1: uh front, uh regardless of their position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting.
2: I, maybe the UI,
0: your hands your hand kinda like splits apart a little bit so they're not quite touching. <laughs> <So> it, stays, <laughs> it stays flavorful. <laughs> it's that would be Uh, weird very stupid
2: (laughs) that's that's my gimmick though (laughs) that would be interesting maybe all your cards cost three less it's like it's every card eats the skull of Gul'dan. that would be safe right that'd be healthy
0: oh yeah safe and healthy for sure similar to razor blades (laughs) that didn't make any sense to me anyway um yeah so this is cool it's nice to have uh another deck and like nate said we'll be playing this a little bit after the show you can catch it on the stream and if you're listening to the podcast you can see us playing this deck on youtube.com slash born to be wild podcast um It'll be a lot of fun. Hot's gonna hot's hat, gonna kind of show us up a bit because we might be the wild experts, but Hot is a much better player than me. I'll admit it, but I won't admit it again. So I'm <laughs> it again.
2: It's, I appreciate that. It's. We're not going to do some complicated things, man. We're going to jam one drops on one and then point them to the top spot on our opponent's board, and then just keep doing that till it blows up.
0: Perfect. Awesome. So I guess uh, I'm trying to think, Nate. We don't have too much more to uh, to go about here, eh?
1: I don't really think so. I don't I'm very appreciative of the Chinese meta for sharing some of these more off the wall decks uh, because I think their uh, player pool is so much larger than ours. Uh, it, t- consistently like 20,000 people in legend versus us have maybe I can three, tell, you know.
0: I can so. tell you though they're they're behind us in some regards like they're still playing research project and cold light oracles in their quest mages like that's their main list and we we kind of figured that out before they did. So that we like, we were pretty much in consensus now that those are not the right cards to play in quest mains.
1: So. Holy crap! Uh, chat says 60,000 plus in legend now on the China server.
0: That's crazy. Wasn't there an <laughs> interesting little thing that happened like, where there was a bug that if you were above 64,000 legend, like if you were 65,000 legend, the MMR would treat you like a top player because it ran out of uh. It ran out of space. Is, am I make is, is is that sound does that ring true to you guys?
1: There was something it's like a six that. Six five yeah.
2: five three six is the number, right? Because that's uh two to the two to the sixteenth uh, is the limit of a of an unsigned integer is sixty five thousand five hundred thirty six. So at sixty five thousand five hundred thirty seven it would loop around and it would show one. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty oh, funny. No.
1: I don't. I went to law school. I'm not a math person. I don't. I, I don't know what that I means. This but. is computer
2: stuff. It's <laughs> the, it size of, the size. The of size of an integer is. Is it's limited by the number of binary bits of how many ones and zeros, and each one doubles. Right. So the first bit is zero or one. The next one is uh, zero or two, zero or four. You keep doubling all the way up to six by five, three six. Um, and then when you go over by one, you overflow, and then you hit the next integer, which is one. So wow. people at the very bottom of the ladder were showing up as Rank 1 Legend visually, even though they are not Rank 1 Legend. Cool. <laughs> very cool. All very right. specific.
0: <laughs> I love it. So we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, I guess I guess that's what we have to do, you know, because we can't do the show forever as much as we'd like to. So Ridiculous Hat, why don't you list the many ways that people can find you here, USC, whatever.
2: Tell, let them know where they can see you um you can find me on twitter at ridiculous hat and almost any hearthstone discord at ridiculous hat you can find me uh on my twitch stream twitch.tv slash ridiculous hat. we were playing this deck today also want to give a shout out to uh to firewalk with me who's in the chat uh we played them on stream we accidentally gate kept them from legend from first time legend but they oh, got there no. anyways congrats firewalk with me yay
1: um, yeah and
2: uh you can also find me in my podcast at coinconcede.com uh where i host with bodicus and appa and we have uh, an array of guests that are on as well. Um, Heading over there, it's dot uh, com slash coinconcede, or discord.coinconceed.com to hang out with us. And we stream uh, our shows on Thursday nights at 8.30 Eastern. Usually we go about two hours, and then we usually release them on Saturdays.
0: Yeah, and if you're if you're trying to find Hat on on all those places, just rewind 30 seconds and play it at .5 speed, and you will find all of his—I <laughs> promise you, he did tell you where to find him. He did. <laughs> I respect—I can't— I did. I cannot talk that fast, and I wish I could. That's a gift hat. You'd
2: be proud of it. I don't care what Bodicus says. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of it, but also, if you want to practice that, say the same thing every week for multiple years, and you will get very good at it. Oh, wait, Let me try. Let me try. You can follow me at Craig of Canada. That's C-R-A-I-G of
0: Canada. If you can't spell Canada, you can't follow me. That's all I have, though, hat. I don't go anywhere well, else. You
1: know, you should have seen hat. The first show that we did... <laughs> It starts out, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Into the Wild, the first wild-exclusive Hearthstone podcast on the Information Superhighway.
0: It never it's, ended.
2: Isn't that it, isn't happy Hearthstone?
0: uh we're the first wild exclusive i, I, I apologize right.
1: wild exclusive yeah. now we're right. no
0: longer the first we're technically like the fourth and now we for a second we were thought we were the longest running but we forgot about hearthstoners and anyway it's a long story You're the now. ogs it's fine you're the ogs no big yeah deal. people people know people know so Maybe. uh nate wolf where can they find you and then more importantly the show
1: <laughs> they can find no, me on, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> offense well <laughs> oh, thank you so much i <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at nate wolf tcg it's n-a-t-e-w-o-l-f-e-t-c-g uh and i agree with with greg uh, more importantly you can find us uh the show on twitter at born to be wild hs uh we do have a discord i will post the link on our twitter um all of our content is up wherever fine podcasts can be downloaded and uh, all of our content has made its way to YouTube as well, which is youtube.com forward slash born to be wild podcast.
0: Awesome. And um, Nate, before we go, I'm going to need some advice. Play the bumper. And now unrelated advice. With Nate, Nate, Today, I come to you asking the big question, I'm on quarantine, right? I'm not working, and I have like four games right now that I love. Hearthstone, Magic, they just came out with a brand new Super Mario Maker 2 update that's huge, and Final Fantasy 7, not the remake, I'm playing the original on my Switch. What do you do, Nate? when you have all these incredible things you want to do and you just can't seem to find the time and it's stressing you out. And my girlfriend goes, if all, if your problem is what game is the best game to play, then I don't have much sympathy for that. And I go, be quiet, Tiana. I love you, but you're bothering me anyway what's your advice nate for when you have so much of a so much time give me some advice of, of how to pick your favorite games and how, to, how does, it, does it make it tough for you to to make decisions on what to do every day
1: there is a very simple solution here all you have to do is stop sleeping and you can play <laughs> all the games I, think. <laughs> I play hearthstone all day and then hollow Knight all night and then once i beat one of those uh then i move on to the next one i and i do like to um We'll jump around a little bit i i hear that the new final fantasy 7 is really good i have not bought it yet but we'll get around to it um i just bought the ori and the will of the wisps game the sequel to ori and the blind forest so be playing that soon as well yeah man i mean i think you can survive on on two to three hours of sleep per night just just yeah. just, just ask cat he does it all the time right
0: <laughs> yeah i do need your advice here too uh play fewer games Wiser words have never been spoken, and you heard that on Born To Be Wild.
3: Nerve something, I'm giving up on you. You did a good job nerfing blood blue A deck should only get one turn, not two Mm. Nerf quest mage I'm giving up on you And my Small. To win, I need to play mage or win no games at all. And I'll play decks with bad win rates. And I'll just keep on losing ranks instead of playing mage Is Nerf something I'm giving up on you You did a good job nerfing Blood Blue A deck should only Get one turn or two Nerve quest mage I'm giving up on you And I Will continue to play But I'll keep on asking for nerves as long as Quest made, she's playing. There's something, I'm giving up on you The deck should go, one turn on two. Nerf something, I'm giving up on you. Nerf quest mage, I'm giving up on you. nerf class match oh.